2020, everyone. Hope you've all had a lovely holiday season and are ready to get started with some new AOBD content this year. I'm your host, Jana, and this week I want to talk about some belly dance scams and bamboozles. Now, these aren't Ponzi scheme type scams, but if you're a beginner pro or someone looking to expand your income stream, it's important to watch out for these three most common belly dance scams. Number one, model on an album cover. I got these requests when I was more active on Facebook, but it would basically go like this. Some random music producer or musician would reach out to me on Facebook, say they want to use a photo of me on their single or album cover, and tell me it would get me exposure. I once asked my teacher at the time if she ever did something like this and if it was a normal proposal, and she said no, it's not worth your time. Since then, I've seen so many quote-unquote album covers with dancers used on there, but no mention or credit given to the dancer, and for sure no money was ever exchanged. Not only that, the photographer who took the dancer's photo isn't mentioned anywhere, and aside from this being very sketchy, it could land you in legal trouble with the photographer if it's not part of your contractual agreement with them when you signed your photo shoot contract. I will say I'm on the cover for a song made by the same photographer who took the picture that's on the cover, and I was okay with that since I'd worked with him plenty of times before and wasn't misled of it being some kind of portal into stardom. He credited me as well and I got some photos out of it, so if you ever come across such a deal, then by all means go for it. But approach with caution when anyone you don't know messages you telling you they can make you famous because their album is going to be hot and you should jump on this opportunity. If that were really the case, they wouldn't have to try to sell you on it so hard. Number two, teaching or performing for exposure. All the creatives love this one. You get a call for a seemingly lucrative event that should have a very large entertainment budget, but instead the contact says you'll be getting paid in exposure, aka you're not getting paid. That's all fine and well, but exposure doesn't pay the bills. Now, it's up to you when you want to donate your time and energy to perform for free, and far be it for me to tell you what to do with your time. And there are several instances of performing for free being a good thing, such as for charity events. But huge corporate events have budgets for such things, or at least they should, and the promise of exposure is just another way of saying they don't want to pay you. I've also heard of dancers being invited to teach at festivals for free, and what personally bothers me even more about this is they, first of all, we're all dancers, and we've all gone through this at one point or another, being offered to teach or perform at least for free, and then we all hate that. And then to have a festival person tell you they can pay for other teachers, but not able to pay for you is just a slap in the face. And... If you're in an event where everyone's getting paid but you, there's something wrong there. So if you want to teach for free in an event where nobody's getting paid, is your own personal choice. But an event that's paying some but not others is one I don't even want to attend as a workshop participant, let alone as a teacher. Avoid these quote-unquote opportunities at all costs and remember that better gigs are out there. And number three, cold emails for hosting workshops. This one I receive once in a blue moon, but only because I'm not a festival promoter of any kind. I just do my own workshops. I don't host other people. Um, and if you've ever hosted an event, you probably get them more than I do. But I got one such message as recently as a few months ago. You'll get a message from a dancer stating that they've heard great things about you being a workshop host, even if you're not a host, and they're coming to your city and want to work with you. 
Now, I'm not at all against making connections and planning trips around work in order to teach and get your name out there. And in fact, I've talked about this openly before and how I've tried it out. But I've never messaged a random person not having done my research and claimed I've heard great things about them being a host when they've never been one. I once even got an email from a dancer uh, that said she's now ready for me to host her and added just links of her YouTube videos. As if I, if I were to host her, it would be based on this sort of aggressive message and a few videos of hers. It takes time and networking to host and to teach um, out of town and I'm not shaming you for doing all that you can to get yourself out there. But remember that it still requires connections and human interactions to have someone consider taking that risk of sponsoring you, especially if you're new to teaching. But I gotta appreciate the hustle though, and if you do this type of cold emailing, at least please do all the research you can. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're talking about the one very important quality that'll get you ahead in your dance career, whatever your goal may be. And here's a hint, it's not something you'll learn in a dance studio. For those in Berlin, I'm teaching a Kaliji Styles workshop on Saturday, March 14th, and two very special new technique intensives on elegant arms, sharp hips, and gooey shimmies on Saturday, April 25th. The workshops will be held at the Tribal Dance Academy, and you can find more information on the website at www.zana.dance. If you want more weekly tips straight to your inbox, visit www.advancedyourbellydance.com and come join the Facebook group. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.